0: I'm going to start with, grace and peace be uh, to you from God, our Redeemer, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? Amen. 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 All right. Here we go. At the age of 14, I started going to a week-long Christian summer camp called Pinecrest Lutheran Leadership Camp, uh, and where immediately uh, upon arriving, I would find out which cabin I was in. What, uh, this would then determine what, which team I was in, which people I would be hanging out with the entire week. The teams would change every year, and so would the mascot according to the theme. In my attending Pinecrest, I was a tree hugger in, um, in one year. I was a jock in clicks, in the year of clicks. We tried to push down clicks rather than raise them up. And I even got to dress up as Paul Stanley when I was on the KISS team. Uh, I had the star and everything, but I didn't bring a picture. I'm sure there's one out there if you really want to find it. Now, While I had no choice in what team I was a part of, there was always a strong unifying identity among my teams. For the entire week, we would do everything together. We would compete together. We would eat together. We would win and lose together. And we would have fun together, even if sometimes it was at the expense of the other team. Looking back, I'm realizing that the ways in which I identified myself often influenced the ways I identified others. And this didn't stop at camp. Whether it's my fandom of the New York Jets causing me to loathe everything about the Patriots, I'm looking at you, Pastor Keith. Or my identity as someone who puts ketchup on a hot dog causing me to make faces at anyone who enjoys mustard or my identity as a lutheran causing me to look at the church and the world through a lens of grace my identity my identity informs me of my relationship not only with myself but with everyone i encounter too often though the ways in which we identify ourselves or are identified by the world causes divisiveness rather than unity these differences go beyond which sports teams we root for or what we put on our hot dogs and can manifest themselves in what religion we belong to, what denomination of what religion we belong to, which political party we identify with, which economic class, or even which ancestral background we identify with. We tend to grasp at the binary. Right? We're either one or the other. We're either in or out, right or wrong We do this instead of realizing the beauty that is the diversity of God's creation. We focus on what is different rather than what is the same, we, what, we can, what we cannot agree on rather than what brings us together in a common thread. This uniting message is what Jesus brings us in today's gospel as he is being bombarded with questions from the disciples who know that their time with Jesus is coming to an end. Now, although we're in the Easter season celebrating, this story is a prerequisite to the death and resurrection of Christ, where the disciples and we get the answer to a few questions. How does God reveal God's self to us after Jesus is long gone? How does God reveal God's self to us as we sit here today in the pews as Jesus is risen and God is seemingly so many times high up in heaven. Thankfully here, unlike the uh, tricky parables that Jesus uses a lot, he is straightforward in his answer. God is not far away, but is with us as the advocate. Jesus tells his disciples he is leaving them, but... He is sending the holy spirit to both teach us and remind us of what of God's promises. Just as we heard in our very very long reading from Revelation, a vision of a holy city of Jerusalem coming down from heaven from God. God dwelling among us, establishing God's kingdom is not something we look for at the end times like we would think reading in Revelation but something that we know to be true now. But what does this kingdom look like? We hear a few things in our reading. One, it is big. It's really big. 1,500 miles in every direction. Uh, To put this into context, Philadelphia is 142 square miles. Pennsylvania, the Commonwealth, is 46,000 square miles. And the kingdom of God, I did the math, is 2.2 million square miles. So the lesson I take from this is the kingdom of God is larger than Philadelphia. (laughs) We also hear that the foundation of the wall of the city is adorned with every jewel imaginable. The river of the water of life, bright as crystal, will flow through the middle of the streets, and on either side, There will be the tree of life with 12 different kinds of fruit consistently bearing and producing fruit and the leaves will heal all the nations. In the kingdom of God, God will be there and God's servants will be there and they will wear God's name on their forehead and God will be the only light they need. This is what the kingdom of God looks like and personally, I think it sounds a lot like UDLC. We may have walls on our building, this is true, but we understand that the kingdom is ever-expanding and includes everyone, not just those who worship here. Our foundation is like that of the diverse jewels, made up of so many different people, united by the love of God and illuminated by the light of Christ. Today, we remembered our baptism the water that gave us life in Christ, which is not stagnant like the river, but flows down in the middle of this sanctuary, carrying us to the table where we will receive the body and blood of our Lord and Savior. On either side of the aisle, in all three services, not just this one, we have members and not yet members who bear fruit for this community and for this world, using uh, their God-given gifts to do God's work. Over the past year, I have had the privilege and honor to work side by side with many dedicated servants here at UDLC. Whether they're the catechetics teachers, or Chosen 300 volunteers, or the member care team, or church council, these are just to name a few, I have seen the vision from Revelation in the flesh. God is here. And we are called to wear God's name on our foreheads simply by loving our neighbor. Our text today may be from Revelation, but it is speaking of a place where God is at work. And God is certainly at work in this place. This being true, though we do minister to a divided world. But for this, Christ gives us peace. Back in the gospel, we hear Jesus' words, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. Every Sunday we share the peace of Christ, the very peace that Jesus left us before he was crucified. And this peace is not of this world. You know the world's peace that you get when you watch 10 hours of netflix straight and you feel relaxed that is not Christ's peace instead christ peace transcends what the world gives what divides us into separate identities sharing Christ's peace is a holy moment a moment in which we come together as the kingdom of god united through the waters of baptism as one community Sharing Christ's peace gives, gives us a chance to intentionally approach those who we might be struggling with this week, who those who disagree with us, those who are different than us, and share God's love with them. God is at work at, in this place, but God's work does not stop at these walls, and, and Christ's peace does not stop at the door. The kingdom of God includes those who we may disagree with, and people who look very, very different. Than you and I. But God works through them just as God works through us, through love and compassion. Theirs is the face of God. Christ's peace transcends every human made difference we create to separate ourselves from the other. And instead unites us as one church, as one earth, and as one creation, bathed in the crystal clear water of Of God's eternal love. It's a big day here at UDLC, Upper Dublin. We have new members joining. A few are taking their first communion. Pretty exciting. And we are also called to share God's peace, the peace of Christ which is given to us freely and which we live into every day as a community of the kingdom of God. Now, While this may be my last sermon here at Upper Dublin, and I only have two more Sundays before I look towards my internship year in Ohio, I have truly been blessed to be in the presence of the kingdom of God, and for that, I thank you. I thank you for welcoming me into the kingdom, showing me what God's love looks like manifested in a community, and for affirming my call to continue my path to ordain ministry. This has truly been an amazing ride. And the beauty of it is that the road does not end here. Yes, we will leave this place and enter into a divisive world, but know that Christ's peace is with you, waiting to be shared. To end with uh, the words of someone pretty amazing that we already heard before, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. Instead, go out and continue to share Christ's peace. Amen.